Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Azadi. Jim, we're back from Bradenton, baby. How's it going? Uh, it's good. It's actually good to be home. Good to be home. Um, I was going to like, sleep in my own bed last night. So, yeah. But no, fun trip. Yeah, I got to say the same thing. You know, it was it was sad that like the trip ended, but I was looking forward to just being home in my own bed, comfortable, which I did. And I actually got a pretty Decent sleep, I feel. I felt rejuvenated this morning. Doing good. There you go. Rejuvenated. Rejuvenated. <laughs> so, uh, with that said, I would say, like, you know, how's everything going? How's your Monday? But I feel like I seen you about eight hours ago. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the trip. Yeah. So, I mean, do we really just want to get into that part? Let's just get right into it. Yeah. Let me get rid of shot one. All right, let's do it. <laughs> So, so uh, as mentioned, we were in Bradenton all of last week. We came down on last Sunday, and then we left yesterday, this past Sunday. Uh, so, very, very long trip. The four of us, you, myself, Tyler, and Cody, were all there. They left Saturday. We stayed the extra night to watch the other game. Um, so, let's talk about the trip. I mean, first off, for you, Jim, was it fun? Um, yes. Yes, it was fun. Um yeah, anytime you spend a week on the beach in beautiful weather in March and catch some baseball games while you're there, can't really beat that. I'm with you. I had a good time. It was really, really fun for me, too. Uh, except for, like, the first night where it was chilly and you put us out in the in the cold rain and almost gave us pneumonia. Outside of that, it was nice and warm and sunny. And like you said, the days at the beach and everything. And it was a good time. But I feel like outside of just us having a good time because it was fun for us, we're just away. Um, pretty productive. We we met some people. We uh, got a lot of footage. Cody Cody hates us because we didn't get all the footage. I might not have pressed record one time. I still can't <laughs> believe you didn't do that. But oh well, makes for a good people story. for the people watching or maybe listening and don't see on Twitter. We we might have had Jim have Henry Davis open a box of of cards because that's kind of what we're doing at Pirate City. We're going to see if like, you know, players want to come up and open cards with us, you know, see what they get or whatnot. And Andy, I'm sorry. And Henry pulled Andy in the, in the pack and said, yeah, Hey, really, it's pretty really cool. cool. Henry David, last card in the pack that he opened was Andy Rodriguez. And I was like, all right, well, that's pretty neat. He got like all excited. It was like, can I keep this? I was like, I'm going to go show Andy. And he's like, I'm going to go get him to sign it. <laughs> and, uh, and here I am. Here you are with the phone. You're recording, quote unquote, recording the whole thing. And uh, turns out you never hit the record button, Denardo. False. I hit the record button. The problem was the record button was set to photo. So I took a picture. So it wasn't a record button. It was a photo button. 
yes, yes. We'll get into more details about that later, but it wasn't my fault. But anyways, so that was one of the things that we should have gotten, but didn't. But yeah, Cody, I mean, he vlogged pretty much the entire trip. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it was pretty fun. We we talked to some people. We we actually might have a future podcast guest coming on the show, Jim. Who knows? From that trip. So, I'd have to bend, I, we'd have to bend some rules, so I don't know. I don't know about that. We'll find out. <laughs> but um, But yeah, I had a good time. Um, and the Pirates, how many games did they win that we attended? Was it two? How many did they win? So they won the game in at Fort Myers. Then they lost the game at home. They they won one game. One. Okay. Yeah. So they're one in three with our attendance there. So no help. Wait, no, they won two. They won the Phillies game on, on uh, Tuesday. Okay. So it was two and two. Two and two. Perfect. So 500 team at least. When the yeah. North Shore Nines in attendance. Yep. So 82 wins this year? No. Because okay. we're not going to be in attendance all of, all, on all of them. Fair. Fair enough. I am going to try about... to go to one of those Reds games, though, the opening weekend. You're not going to the opener? I thought you were. No, I'm not going to the opener. No. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's like during the day, and I just missed a week of work, so. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. So cool, no. cool. Well, with that said, um, yeah, anything else that you really want to talk about for the trip? Um, <clears throat> highlights. I would say that uh, no, it was, it was it was pretty cool just seeing everybody. And we had a good mix of you know pitchers that we saw. We had a good mix of position players that we saw. Um, it was nice to see Brian Reynolds like really start heating up that that last week of the of of spring. He looks like he's ready to go for opening day. So that's that was good to see. He, he had a really good week. Um, I think as far as position battles go, and we'll get to that later, you know, we you know, we kind of saw some things shake out, I think, while we were down there. Uh, I think there's probably still a couple spots that I'm still not quite sure which direction they're going to go. But mm-hmm. it feels like we've got a pretty good idea as far as the uh, the position players go, like there may be one, you know, one or two people there who who are still in the mix. But for the most part, the position players seem to be getting a little bit more um, locked down to where they're going to be. The pitching staff, I think the staff is all all there. The bullpen, I'm still not really quite sure how they're going to do this bullpen, what they're going to do here. Because, um, but I said we'll we'll get to that, but. No, it was just a great – if you haven't had the chance to get to spring training before, um, it's something that, like, if you can do it, I recommend doing it. If you're a baseball fan, just the environment and the atmosphere at games is just incredible. Um, it, it's it's like a super – it's not like a regular baseball game. Like, it's, it's laid back. The players are laid back. They interact with the fans more. The coaches, everybody, everybody's, like, right there. You're right on the field. Um, it's just a really cool atmosphere that you get in particular at Lecom park because it's so small and intimate that, uh, you know, you kind of get to, you get to interact with, with some people while you're there. So really cool spot. Definitely recommend going if you haven't, um, you know, it's a little late in the year now, but as far as, uh, as far as next year goes, yeah, try to try to make it down for, you know, a long weekend or, or a week if you're able to definitely, Definitely something I recommend doing. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a vibe. And mm-hmm. like you said, just the fact that, you, I mean, for the most part, if you really want to interact with a player, you probably could. 
you know? Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. cool. I mean, especially like for the kids as well. A lot of autographed baseballs headed their way. Um, and our big giant kid, Cody, you know, when he, we might have a restraining order from Robbie. <laughs> yeah. He, um, I don't Maybe know what the teaser for the vlog, but like he said, Hey to Robbie, probably 15 times at least. And then the craziest thing was we're going to go check into the hotel that last day. And we're all sitting there in the lobby. And then Robbie walks into the lobby. I'm like, this dude legit has to think that like Cody is stalking him. Yes. Like he's seen him like three, three different games. He keeps yelling at him. And now he shows up at the hotel. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely gonna be a funny clip uh, and video of, of Robbie and, and Cody, but I, I do want to apologize on behalf of all of NS9 to Robbie. <laughs> I'm sorry. And no, we weren't stalking you, but yeah, he did uh moments before Cody got on a plane in, in the hotel. He saw Robbie and I think Robbie saw him and just beeline to the elevator. Oh yeah. So he there's was like, that. not this guy, not this guy again, <laughs> not again. <laughs> yeah. So that was our trip. It was pretty fun. Um, I'm sure like NS9 Live will talk a little bit more and we'll have, you know, Tyler on with us as well to do so. But um, yeah, so that was our trip. So I guess next do we want to talk about for our double shot. We got to talk about Andy. Um, oh, no, the roster moves. Let's do My roster bad. moves. Yeah. We are going to talk about the roster moves. <laughs> Yeah, so the Pirates have made uh, a slew of cuts these past few days. Um, I think none were too shocking, of course. I think there was a few that you you were worried that weren't going to get cut. I'll put it that way. Um, but then there was certainly one that made a big difference. Um, you know, heading into this week, we were intrigued on some position battles. And then we talked about on last week's show, uh, in sense of like the outfield, you know, the battle going on and how Swaggerty has performed pretty well. Uh, and then obviously not so much for, uh, Sawinski, but you know, Kane's for the Jigba has also and like, what are they going to do in the outfield? Well, I think we got a little bit clearer. Swaggerty was one of the cuts. He and two Capito Marcano, uh, were optioned down the triple a obviously for others. I want to talk about, uh, Chris Owings and Tyler Chatwood were also opted out of their, their deals and reassigned to Indianapolis. And was then, Owings? Yeah, Chris Owings was. He was. He's still in camp because he was still playing. <laughs> but but uh, he did. Yeah. They both had their opt-out on Saturday, I think, one. right? And they both opted out but accepted the assignment in Indy. I miss Chris Owings. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now I see it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then actually, I'll apologize. And then the most recent yesterday, uh, and how Perdomo and Miguel Andujar reassigned to minor league camp as well. Yeah. The, the ones I want to talk about the most is Swaggerty. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he was somebody who, you know, we thought had a, first off, he had a really good spring, um, you know, solid showing, looked good defensively, probably better defensively than anybody out there. Uh, and then when you look at the pirates outfield, just top to bottom, and you're looking at defense, probably not the strongest defensive outfield in the majors. So, like having Swaggerty on the on the team made sense just to kind of help them in that regard. Um, and like I said, he had a he had a really good spring hitting too. 
So a little bit surprising, I guess. But he was, I mean, going into spring training, you would have said that he was probably on the outside looking in. And turns out he just wasn't able to do enough to change that, right? He just, there was just too many people he had to jump over. So Swaggerty will start the year in AAA, um, which leaves that last, you know, outfield spot open. Do they go with Kanan Smith and Jigba? Do they go with Mark Mathias, who can kind of play all over the place? I don't know. We've got, you know, two or three days here for them to, to decide, so. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but that, that was kind of my, my, my swaggerty thoughts. You know, I was, I'm, I'm not high on swaggerty. I haven't been in a while. Um, but he certainly looked capable this spring of showing that like, maybe he could be a fourth or fifth outfielder. I still sure. like, we're near the train where like swaggerty is an everyday player, but like, could he be a fourth or fifth outfielder in the majors? Maybe. Like, there's still something there, I think. I think I think he showed us that there's still something there. Which, um, you know, I guess if you look at it, had he not performed this spring? Like, I mean, he's probably a DFA candidate, right? Um, right. But at least he didn't do that. He's still on the 40-man. He's still probably going to play a part on this team at some point this year with injuries and things like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Swaggerty... Swaggerty being sent down definitely like makes the the outfield roster a little clearer. It's just now a matter of do they go with Smith and Jigba? Do they go with you know? Do they carry Matthias because he can just be very versatile? Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on on that? My thoughts, if it were me, or my thoughts on how the Pirates will operate. Both. Let's do two yeah. separate things. But I, I almost, and maybe it's just me, you know, wishing that they make the right and correct decision. Me personally, I'm going to have Kanan Smith at Jigba. I really don't care about Mark Mathias on this team at all. Not intrigued by Mark Mathias on this team. The trade to me just felt like whatever, you know, maybe just adding some more depth to this roster, if anything. But not to, not to bring in talent for this 26-man roster, if that makes sense. You know, it's not like, oh, it's, we got to get our hands on Mark Mathias. He's available now. So I hope they make the correct decision go with Kanan Smith and Jigba. Um, and I, I, again, I, I feel like that's what they're going to do. I, I'm hoping I feel like that's what they're going to do. But I'm with you. You know, like if, if it were me, I think everyone is pretty clear on my stance. I wouldn't mind seeing Swinsky's option down and having – Kanan Smith and Jigga and Swaggerty. Because just like you said, heading into the season, like Swaggerty's certainly a DFA candidate. I felt like he's, you know, one of the next up on the chopping block. Um, and I felt like that because just because of his performance, right, up until this year. Um, and I know a lot of it isn't like truly his fault. He had a lost season, he has injury, but like he just hasn't performed. The development hasn't really been there. And you see like where he was in the picking order last year. You know, he, he really didn't get a chance. All these other guys got a chance. Like Cal Mitchell got well, well more of a chance than, you know, Swaggerty did. But seeing his spring, he performed. Now, here's the thing. Like, I don't want to get fooled in the spring training stats. I'm not going to say, well, hey, in these 29 at-bats, here's what Swaggerty did. So mm -hmm. he's good. You know, he's, he's fixed it. He's a good player now. Send him up there. But I guess what I'm getting at is I felt like if you're going on the, the three, it's Sawinski, Kenan Smith at Jigba, and Swaggerty. Now – 
Swaggerty did what he needed to do to compete. Was that enough to jump not just Kane and Jigba, but also Swinsky? You know, I guess that's where we're at. Uh, and again, there's just 29 spring training at-bats that we're talking about. So I'm not going to judge too harsh on that. But again, like me personally, Swinsky is just having the same issues this spring that he had last year. That is what got him to AAA, right? Like the Pirates said, you need to be in AAA because of this. And this is what he's doing today. So that's why I'm okay because if this year presented anything, we talked, it was actual competition. These dudes are competing and Swinsky's not doing it. Like he is not winning this job. He's only winning it based off of he was there last year and got the amount of bats last year. Right. So I'm okay with it. Again, like we're talking about, if anything, I feel like the ceiling, just like you said on, on this player in Swaggerty is a fourth or maybe fifth outfielder. Like that's what we're talking about. We're not, we're not going crazy because this is an Andy Rodriguez talent that's getting screwed over because of service time manipulation. Like this is just their decision of what they want to do, which is fine. It, it, it's fine. That's how they decided. It's not what I would have done, but ultimately at the end of the day, is this really going to make a difference? Like, is this really, really going to make a difference? Maybe for the pitchers, there's going to be, you know, a couple of couple balls they wished he would have been in the outfield for, not Reynolds or Swinsky or potentially Bay. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think this is like the big deal. Some people made this out to be. Yeah, I guess I'm just not quite there yet. Like, I don't think Swaggerty has shown enough to jump over Jack Swinsky. And I don't even know if Kane and Smith and Jigba has done that either. Um, like you still have to take into account the 372 plate appearances last year that Jack Swinsky was a league average hitter at age 23. So like that, that has a lot more weight to it than, than spring. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, he struck out in 30% of those at bats for, for, uh, for last year, but, and he's striking out a lot this year, but you know, he still got results. Like, and I'm not saying they were great results. He's a corner outfielder. A league average hitter is like the you know the worst. No, he, he's a center fielder. Yeah, you know, a corner outfielder, league average hitter. Like he he can't really get any worse than that. Like that's got to be his floor in order to be productive. But like the guy had almost two WAR last year, played 106 games. Like I I just I don't I don't think you can send the guy down just for having like a mediocre spring training because that's what it was. It wasn't a tear. He hasn't had a terrible spring. Has he struck out a lot? Yeah, but like the numbers aren't awful. Um, so he's kind of doing again. You mentioned he's doing what he did last year. He's striking out a lot, but he, you're still getting a little bit of production out of him. And I said, I we're both to to the point where like we don't think Swinsky's a everyday outfielder, but no, I think he can be a just fine fourth or fifth outfielder. On, on even a good team. I mean, like I said, last year, I think there were a lot of teams who would have liked to have Jack Swinsky on their, on their bench. So, yeah, I, I, I'm just not quite ready to, like, write him off yet and send him down because what he did last year did happen. And, and yeah, like, he got to a league average season in a roundabout way, but that's what it was, and he was only 23 years old. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I get it. I, I'm not going to go too deep on this. I guess I just feel I'm with you. Like I'm not writing him off and saying like, he's not an MLB player, but there's dudes in this, in this, in this camp right now. I mean, are there. Th- are there? Okay. 
I mean, no, there, there's not. There's guys though. Okay, I, I'm, I know I'm talking to you. So your definition, of dudes yeah. and guys. There's guys though. Last year there weren't even guys. You know, like there was just cardboard cutouts. That's all you had to beat, right? Yeah. This year there's guys. There's there's actual true competition. And I feel like last year Swinski was a tale of two seasons. There was the beginning part when he first got caught up when he reached I think his pinnacle was like a 132 weighted run career plus. Like he was looking like a dude, mm-hmm. and then. Seemed like maybe Pitchers kind of figured it out and he wasn't a dude anymore and he struggled and he got sent down. He went like when he was in Indy last year, he still struggled, got caught up regardless, struggled. And I feel like again, like the last two weeks kind of picked up a little bit, but regardless, like it was two seasons. The last part of it was him just not a good player at all. And that's what's translating like this year. And again, like I wanted to see true competition and it's not like we're talking about Andrew McCutcheon, like, Oh, you're, you're starting, you're given this. Like, I feel like, like Jack Swinsky still needs to earn it. Absolutely. And he hasn't really earned it. And I guess it's just because like, we're talking about two guys also in Smith and Jigba and Swagger that haven't really earned too much on accolades before this year. So we're just going off a of spring. And again, you want to overreact to spring, but um, anyways, I, I just, I would prefer him go down to say, listen, you two earned this. He didn't, this was about competition. You guys won. And here you go. And Kenny Smith has a hot bat right now. He's looking pretty, pretty, pretty good, unlike Swinski. And then Swaggerty has the outfield defense that you're looking for. So, like, you get both of those in there. I don't know, regardless, not going to go too much deeper on it. It is what it is. It's not the biggest deal in the world. Um, so, that's that. But, like you said, I guess if anything, we're seeing the outfield picture clear up a little bit. I just really hope they don't go with Matthias. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. I think, you know, I'm, I would definitely be leaning Caden Smith and Jigba at this point. I, I could see them doing Matthias, though. Like, they went out and they got him. Like, they actually, like, traded a person for him. Um, and then at the same time, like, he – small sample size last year, but he played well, <laughs> right? So, like, do you, do you look to see if maybe no. he can expand on that? Because, like, if, if Mark Matthias can give you what Mark Matthias gave – you know, the Brewers and the Rangers last year. And you're talking about someone who doesn't really suck. <laughs> so it'll just be curious to see. I'm curious to see what they do. And like I said he, he was a late addition to camp, but like once he went to Texas last year, he, he raked, it was just 24 games. Right. So, I mean, it was again, real small sample sure. size, but he looked really good in those games. And he looked really good in AAA when he was down there. Um, so I don't know. I, I I wouldn't be like completely against Mark Mathias being on this team, but I think you've got to have a pretty short leash on him. You know, if you do, like, if Mark Mathias isn't performing by the end of April, then sorry, Mike, Mark Mathias, it's been real, but you got to go now. Please don't rationalize that for me ever again. <laughs> but like, I mean, you can't, you can't argue with the numbers last year. I mean, and, and again, like I said, small sure, sample size. Sure. Like we, we said this about Greg Allen. Still stuck year, out a right? ton. Like, like I don't. Greg Allen that. was Greg Allen had this crazy good four weeks for the Yankees two years ago, and he basically made the roster because of that, right? So it's similar situation. Greg Allen, obviously, we found out that that wasn't him, right? Um, but who knows? Maybe Mark Mathias has something to offer this team. I, I'm not quite sure. 
All right. You done? Yeah. <clears throat> I was about to just cut you off and go in the triple shot because I don't want to hear any more about Mark Mathias. We're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, for real, though. Um, yeah, let's go in the triple shot then. But good argument, Jim. I just I don't want to rationalize that. I'm not ready. No, you're good. All right. So now let's go into an argument that we're definitely both on the same side for. So Andy Rodriguez is optioned down to Triple uh, A. <clears throat> We've already discussed that, I think, on the last show. Um, that happened before our last show, right? So we did mention it? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember now. Uh, but regardless, so yeah, he's optioned. We know that. But why are we going to bring it up again? Well, because the Cardinals and Yankees have made a decision on some of their top prospects. So Jim, enlighten us. What did the Cardinals and Yankees do these past couple of days? Yeah, so the Cardinals came out and said that, uh, you know, their number one prospect, Jordan Walker, um, who is, you know, Fangraphs has ranked as the number 12 overall prospect in baseball. Um, but Jordan Walker, at the age of 20, he is 20, um, will turn 21 in May. But 20 years old, Jordan Walker has made the St. Louis Cardinals. Jordan Walker, by the way, does, has a zero AAA plate appearances. Um, he had, you know, a full season in double a last year where he didn't hit as well as Andy Rodriguez did at double a, just, just throwing that in there. Um, but yeah, Jordan Walker will make the, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. And I got to imagine that he becomes a pretty hot rookie of the year candidate along with, uh, Corbin Carroll over in, uh, in Arizona. Those are probably like the one, two guys in the national league, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, Jordan Walker. I mean, the guy. The guy is a physical specimen. Uh, Fangraphs list him at 6'5", 220. I think he's more like 6'5", 250 or 60. Like, the dude's a monster. Um, tons of power can hit. I just have, like, PTSD thinking about what this guy's going to do to the Pirates over the next, like, decade. But we'll talk about that when, when it happens. But, yeah, Jordan Walker makes the Cardinals. And then we found out yesterday um, – that Anthony Volpe uh, makes the New York Yankees. Volpe is number 11 prospect, according to Fangraphs. Volpe, another guy who, um, you know, struggled in his, you know, month at AAA or so, struck out 30% of the time, only hit 236, uh, did really well at AA, but also didn't do as well as Endy at AA or AAA. So, uh, 22 AAA games, and Anthony Volpe is now a New York Yankee. Yep. Yep. And I just want to tell him, too, talking about doing well on AA, I mean, Volpe had a 122 weighted runs created plus, bat at 251 on base, 348, slugged 472. I mean, it's good. I like, I'm going to take it away, but it wasn't like, like when Tyler brings up, when's the last time a Pirates prospect has just, like, dominated? Like, Volpe mm-hmm. falls in that that line of he played well mm-hmm. he played well he had 50 stolen bases too so got to kind of throw that in there <laughs> yeah yeah okay well 44 double a no but yeah, yeah all the yeah. overall these stolen bases yeah but like he said he played well and then he struggled in triple a and the yankees were like hey kid you are starting shortstop why can't the pirates ever do this because they're Again, cowards. There is an Andy Rodriguez that we talked about. There's an Andy Rodriguez who just 
flew through the levels last year and just dominated. Uh, and like he comes in the spring and looks good at spring. And I know, again, like we're talking about spring training, like I'm not trying to overvaluate spring training bats. It's just what he did last year and then coming in and still doing that in spring. Like this dude just looks ready. He looks absolutely ready. He offensively, he's, he's ready. Um, and, and like, you're not going to convince me that his defense is so far behind that he's not ready. Like he is ready to be a major league catcher. And especially when your other option is literally like, and this isn't like, you know how I speak in hyperbole. He is literally the worst hitter in major league baseball over the last five years. That's right. not hyperbole. It's true. Austin Hedges is the worst hitter in major league baseball over the last five years. Austin Hedges has a job because he's good defensively. Right. But Austin Hedges would make a really good backup to Andy Rodriguez. Like Andy Rodriguez should be the everyday catcher. Austin Hedges should be the backup. I don't understand how, like I, and, and I, you know, you can tell me all you want. The dudes only had 37 games above high a ball. I don't care. The dude crushed the ball in those 37 games. And then you saw him all spring training and he looks ready. Like he passes the eye test. He hits the ball hard. He puts up good at bats. The guy's ready to play major league baseball, especially when you're comparing him to the guy who's starting uh, in his position. So, you know, you've got a position where now the pirates have to decide between, Oh, do we take Tyler Heineman or Jason delay North with us? And there's Andy Rodriguez sitting right there in triple a. So, I mean, I've already made my thoughts well known on this, but it's just, it's, yeah. it's disgusting. Like, he's one of the best players on the team. He should be on the team. <laughs> that's, and that's you know, where we're at. I, I just want you to uh, yeah, stop. Like, that's you're not I'm... talking about he's one of the best prospects. You're not talking about he's one of the best players in Indy. You're legit talking he's one of the best, one of the better players on the Pittsburgh Pirates 26 man roster. On, on the he's he's one of the best players in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. Like he's probably a top five player. So top again, 10, today we're talking. Sure, that's fair. Yeah. A top ten yeah. player on the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he's not yeah. on a twenty six man roster. Yeah. And uh, again, like I know Tyler and I really went into it. You you did more on the comment section, so allow you hear a little little uh, venting. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to go too much deeper into that aspect of it as well because we already did. But right, I mean, it's just like. He is showing that he can play. And you brought in an Austin Hedges because he's very good at the pitchers and he's going to be a very good mentor. So why not start the mentoring process? Like if, if his defensively is where he has some improvement to go on, why not have it with Austin Hedges? Like who's going to be like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to like, I guess I want to word this correctly, but if he does lack defensively, what in AAA is really going to help him out that he can't learn in the majors? If that makes sense. No, you're right. I With guess. the bat, I can maybe see a little bit. The bat's ready. Like, the, the bat is ready. The bat's defensively, ready. what what difference does AAA present than the major leagues? Especially when you have Austin Hedges right there. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna keep going back to like with the Pirates moves this offseason, you know, they did like the bare minimum to help this team. So like they're not actively trying to lose baseball games anymore. Mm-hmm. But until Andy Rodriguez is in the majors, they're not trying to win. 
Yeah. You can't tell me that the team's trying to win baseball games when they're keeping one of their best players in, in the minors. That's right. the opposite of trying to win. Now, to, to me, it's even less about that. All. That's I'm what sorry, it's about to me. Like, try to win. I, I know. It's, just, it's, a, it's a baseball game. Like, you need to try to win. Play your best players. And you're Rodriguez. To me, it still just comes in the strategy. Like, it, it, the Yankees and Cardinals are doing it. Like, not only are they trying to win and sending their best 26 up, but they're also trying to be advantageous and, and collect a draft pick, potentially. Yeah, I get that. Like, Anthony Volpe, though, doesn't strike me as someone who's going to be a rookie of the year candidate. Okay. Like, I guess he could, but, well, like. maybe. I mean, he has the potential to. He has the potential to now that he's at least playing. So give him a shot. Like, give him a shot. And, and for all those, everyone else, like, oh, the extra year, the extra year. You send down your player for two weeks, you got that extra year. Mm-hmm. So give him a shot. Again, if, if he's not performing, you have a right, a reason to send him down to AAA. Hey, you're not performing. I can't connect the Wi-Fi network. Correct. Thank you, Google. <laughs> so like if Andy isn't performing in the middle of May and it's clear he's not making rookie of the year, you know what kid? We gave you the shot. You're not performing. Let's work on some things. Or the All-Star break. I mean, you already did it with with uh Contreras. Castillo or yeah, Castillo. Contreras last year. <laughs> so uh like why can't you do it with Andy? You've already done it. Now, there was real reason like limits you know, the innings like I understand that, but you could do that performance base too. You gave him this opportunity. He didn't do it. You sent him down, call him back up, and the day you win. It's, it's a win-win situation. You can give him up, go let him play, mm-hmm. potentially get a draft pick, or he's not there, and you send him back down, and you still win because you got your extra year. Yeah, I think that's the thing that, like, I, I don't know if people understand that, but, yeah, you can send players down, like, after you call them up. Right. And it doesn't, like, ruin their careers. <laughs> No, like, like there's a lot of people where it's like, oh, well, if you call him up, he's got to be here to stay. He's got to be ready. It's like, not really. Like you can send him down and he can figure things out and come back. That happens all the time. Literally all the time. (laughs) But anyways, I digress. But yes, so the Yankees Cardinals and we're not finished yet. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be more coming out. But so far, they're the ones that are doing things correctly. Kudos to them. And for the, the, again, the people like, well, the Mets didn't do it with, you know, Brabati. Well, the Mets are dumb then. Like, again, I, I have the same issue, just like I said on NS9 Live with Tyler. Like, this isn't just a Pirates versus the world. Like, all oh, the Pirates, it's, it's any team. So for the, the Mets doing it with him as well, like, that's stupid. Because I think he, like, again, maybe even less than Andy Rodriguez. But, like, to me, he seems kind of safe. Maybe not the high ceiling sense, but, like, hey, maybe he can get rookie of the year. Go try. And the Mets, they're trying to win, too, you would think. And money's not an option for them, clearly. So the Mets are, are dumb for doing that for him as well. Yeah. It's yeah. what it is. Every team that does this, to my mind, is just dumb. Unless there's real, real things, like real struggles, like we talked about last year with, with uh, Contreras. Like, I was okay with him because I knew the innings and, and the injury risk and such. And O'Neill Cruz, like, you better be there day one. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. Contreras, I could understand. And I want to get totally upset about that. Andy again, like there's no reason he should be here. Yankees, Cardinals, proving it that you can do it. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. So that's basically what happened this week. <laughs> a 
Um, I guess uh, we'll get out of here, but just touch up, you know, again, Kenny Smith the Jigba having a really good spring. Cabrian Hayes having a really good spring too. I'm so excited for him. So excited yeah, the, for him right now. The the slugging percentage is is nice to see. The fact that he's hitting the ball hard in the air is is nice. Yeah. I mean, actual results are there. Batting 333, slugging 750, OPS of 1,092. The stat cast stuff is there. Just the, the eye test is there. Man, I hope he has a breakout season. Yeah. I mean, I we, we've seen this from, from Hayes before. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little leery. But if he can carry it over to the regular season, then watch out. Yeah good thing is he seems healthy right now too heading into opening day yep hopefully we don't jinx that but all right so i guess are we done here we're gonna get out of here now yeah let's get out of here let's do it all right well everyone thank you guys for watching we'll see you guys this weekend and it's on live maybe some post games so we'll see you later bye-bye see you guys Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.